What's up, everybody? It is I once again, your host, Joshua DeYoung, here with another episode of Do You Mind? Well, I'm kind of stressing this week about putting out another episode because I'm trying to stay consistent. And for whatever reason, I've just been kind of busy, hadn't made time for it or anything. And uh, I was a little worried nothing was going to happen this week. And uh, especially because there was a whole ton of stuff going on with the UFC fights and everything. There was like the event I previewed, plus there was another one after that. And now there was another one Saturday that I missed as well. But I've got something special saved for that. Now in the meantime, inspiration struck in an interesting way this weekend. And uh, I just sat down at the keyboard once again and uh, just started typing and this is what came out. So check it out. Hope you enjoy. So the other night, I was staring at the ceiling, spiring down a rabbit hole of thoughts as I was slowly descending into that sweet little twilight zone between awake and asleep. And I think I just happened to remember the first joke I ever wrote. I was always a joker as a kid, but... You know, when you're still little, you're always just repeating everything you hear because that's how you learn to talk. Well, the same goes for learning what's funny. I remember I always used to read joke books full of just the corniest little things I would make a four-year-old laugh, like, well, what do cows do for fun on the weekend? Go to the movies. (laughs) Or uh, why do flamingos stand on one leg? Because if they stood on no legs, they'd just fall. You know, like the kind of stuff you would find on a Laffy Taffy. But my first original joke that I remember making was when I was... I don't remember exactly. It was at the first church we used to go to, so I couldn't have been more than ten. Maybe like six, seven, eight, I don't know. Anyway, it's after church and everyone's eating cookies and drinking coffee or punch if you were a kid like me. And you know, the st- it's like the store brand kind of punch that comes in a ja- gallon jug. Yeah, that. So anyway, I'm eating some of those those white Oreo type cookies, like the off-brand, which have a, it was a special treat because usually they only had like those, those thin, crispy, wafery cookies with the cream filling, you know the ones? Like they came in the, the pink, orange, and white. Anyway, so these white off-brand Oreos were better. And I know I'm only supposed to take a couple, so I did. Mm, then I took a couple more. Mm, and, and I ate those, and I went back for a couple more. And I I went up to my mom, and I go, Mom, I think there's nicotine in these cookies. And she goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, I can't stop eating them. I think I'm addicted. And she laughed. Boom, crushed it, dropped the mic, and walk away. So yeah, that was my first original joke. I still did Laffy Taffy jokes after that, but you know, less and less over time. It's not really plagiarism when you're a kid. You don't know know any better. But I still love Laffy Taffy jokes to this day. I mean, I I always read the rapper. Some people just throw them away. I read them every time. Always makes me smile a little bit. It's always little kids sending them in too. It's like, hey, they're trying. I appreciate it. So I thought of like, I thought about even trying that as an opener sometime, like, all right, I haven't been doing this very long, but my friend and mentor told me, you gotta open strong and close strong. <laughs>
and that's how they'll remember you, Joshua DeYoung. And that's good advice. But at this point in my career, I only have a strong closer. So, I have deferred to a huge team of writers that's been in the game forever and is always taking suggestions from young new comics to stay relevant. So, maybe you've heard of them. Pulls out Laffy Taffy. Alright, now there's two jokes on here and I only need one, so I'm going to read them both real quick and decide because I don't want to waste y'all's time, so hold on. <laughs> okay, okay, um... <laughs> alright, alright, I see what you did there, okay. Alright, and then just read whatever the joke is. I think that'd be fun. I'd enjoy it. I think I'll do that the next time I go up somewhere, once this all opens up and we can do op real open mics again. Or maybe I'll do one of those Zoom chats. Why not? I mean, some people hate on those, but at this point in my career, it'll just be a good way to network. You'll get a head start. I think I'll try it out sometime. Let you guys know when. I do want to start being introduced as Joshua, though. I mean, I do it on the podcast, and, like, at least, like, on a professional level. Like, when I'm inter being, being introduced for an open mic and stuff, I think it just sounds better. There's too many Joshes. You can call me Josh once you get to know me, like, it's, as a casual thing, like, because otherwise it'd be, like, weird... I don't want to come off pretentious, but, like, there's so many just Joshes. And, like, at least half of the ones I know are kind of dicks. And, like, I don't want my initial impression on someone to remind them of somebody that they know that left a bad taste in their mouth. And it's also just less serious. Like, yeah, I'm just joshing. That's literally a word that means you're not being serious. Joshing. Like, kidding. Just playing around. I've been joshing around my whole life, and look where it's gotten me. Hanging out in a basement, recording a podcast with ten steady listeners. Killing it. No, but for real, I'm grateful for all nine of you. <laughs> the number just keeps dropping. Uh, and I, I don't mean to shit on this living situation either. Like It's like a whole-ass apartment, and we've got it set up really nice. I am grateful for everything I have. I am living in infinite abundance. I was just joshing. That's that josh mentality. I gotta get my ooh back. Holy shit. I didn't realize it until I typed it out with that capital UA, but UA is the name of the high school in My Hero Academia. I didn't realize it until just now, and I had no idea that I knew what it stood for until just now, so I just looked it up. And I can't sum it up any quicker than this guy did, so I'll just read it directly from the source. This is from KansaiChick.com. Shout out to you. You're doing great work. Anyway, here it is. When I was watching My Hero Academia, I noticed one thing. The name of the special high school is UA, and it's everywhere in the show. Even the gym uniform says UA. However, outside of my home country, Japan, how many viewers know why the school is named UA? The answer is very simple, because it is a school for heroes. If you learn a little bit about Japanese kanji, you'll get it. The name UA is a simplified pronunciation, U and A, spelled out phonetically here. And you, as you can see, when they write out the school name in kanji, it looks like this. And that's the two symbols for U and A next to each other, UA. And most importantly, the word hero is AU in Japanese. So did you notice it? Yes, two kanjis are simply flipped to make an original school name. It's the same sound. AU backwards is UA. Hero equals AU to UA 
there, you, a, there, now you know. I used to think he like stood for something, like University of, because it was my hero academia, like, I don't know, how I know, and now you know. That is so cool. I love learning about Japanese stuff. Like, I always have been for some reason, whether it's karate or samurai history. I always used to love learning stuff about Japan. Like, since I was a kid, I think I'm getting back into it a little. Maybe I'll start learning Japanese so I won't even need to use subtitles anymore. That'd probably greatly enhance the experience. I've watched a lot of anime with subtitles, and I did karate for a few years, but I, I can pretty much just say, hello, goodbye, count to ten the names of some kicks and punches, but, like, that's it. Learning would probably help me catch things like that right away. I don't know, maybe I'll start listening to those learn-in-your-sleep tracks. I've actually found a few on YouTube before. Yeah, this isn't my first time thinking about it. <laughs> turning Japanese, I think of turning Japanese, I really think so. Who wrote that? How did we get here? Oh, yeah, UA. Gotta earn back my ua by being an au. It's like being a hero, but in a backward sort of way or something. Au, ua, hey, au, 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 au. You're a hero too. Omg, I just forgot. I was behind on My Hero Academia, and I just watched the school festival episode, and I legit didn't think I would get so emotional. Like, I feel so corny, but it's true. I'm pushing 30, and I cried real tears for a cartoon mostly geared at teenagers. But there was just so many things about this series that just speak to me so hard. Like, if I'm not taking it at face value and just and start using these characters as archetypes for people that you encounter in real life, yeah, it really just speaks a lot of truth through these superhero stories. So... I guess I'll have to get into that now to explain why this is so important, but um, I think I'm going to take a commercial break before that, so stick around. So just a heads up, in case anyone's not caught up in watching the show, spoilers ahead, uh, if you're never going to watch it or you just don't really care, listen on, just skip ahead. I don't know far yet. I, I gotta record it. I'll have to consult with my future self. Hang on. Hey, me? Yeah, me. Uh, yeah, how long do I have to skip ahead to avoid spoilers? Uh, yeah, that'll be, uh, let me check. Uh, yeah, that'll be about 7 minutes and 42 seconds from right now. Alright, thanks, me. I love you. I love you too. Was that as weird for you as it was for me? That's just a little podcasting magic for you. Time is just a construct, my friends. I can speak to myself in the future now. Anyway, so the latest story arc for My Hero Academia has been what I felt was a bit of a slow spot for a while. And we're just coming off what was like this huge mid-season finale, I guess, where they rescued this little girl, Aerie, who was being... Uh, used and abused by Kai Chisaki for her quirk. Uh, Chisaki, or, uh, yeah, Chisaki. Chisaki is part of the Yakuza, who killed his boss, Ari's grandfather, so that he could use her time-reversing quirk to develop a weapon that could take away the quirks of others and allow the Yakuza to rise to their former power once again. 
And this girl has just been through it all. Like, she was disowned by her mother when she uh, accidentally used her quirk to erase her father from existence. Whoopsie. Yeah, according to this uh, fandom wiki page, quote, Aries' quirk allows her to reverse a living individual's body back to a previous state, allowing her to heal injuries and undo bodily modifications. She has even shown the ability to rewind someone's body to a point before they existed, end quote. So when they see the potential for such power, dark forces take it and turn it towards destructive means, which I feel is a theme I've seen in my everyday life. Sometimes people with the most potential have these dark, self-limiting beliefs like depression that can keep them from believing in themselves or thinking that they can be free or deserve love. And uh, here's more from the wiki. Because her mother disowned her after she accidentally made her father disappear with her quirk and the experiments she was subjected to by Kai Chisuki, Eri became a fearful and secluded girl without anyone showing affection to her in her life. Apparently, Izuku Midoriya's touch was the first time she ever felt kindness, which overwhelmed her. When murderous intents are directed at her, she does not scream nor cry and simply remains silent because she knows she has no choice but to accept whatever is to happen to her. Eri is, however, willing to let herself go with Kai in order to protect those that help her. She feels guilt over other people being hurt in order to rescue her. So in the same way, Eri would rather go with Chisuki than let others get hurt because of her. Uh, I have often secluded myself from others and just sort of cut myself off and sink deeper into my depression than making other people have to put up with my bullshit. And one of the hardest parts of depression is that it can make you reject kindness you don't think you deserve. So sometimes on a bad day, it it doesn't matter how many kind words I hear, or no matter what people try to do to build me up, it all falls on deaf ears because there's this dark shadow looming in the background reminding me, hey, don't forget, you're nothing. I own you. And you better damn well not try anything to escape, because if you do, I'll only bring you crashing back down again, even harder than before. You're better off abandoning hope and staying with me. At least I won't kill you. I'll just keep you alive to drain the joy out of the lives of those around you because you're sucking them into your little time warp that takes them back to a previous state when they're trying to move forward with their lives. Yeah, that's what depression does. But in the end they do end up rescuing her from Chisuki, and while she is now physically safe, she's still emotionally traumatized and still unable to smile. So after all this chaos goes down, they start rolling out plans for the UA School Festival. A lot of people are shaken up by the recent events, and the teachers decided the students needed something festive to take their minds off things for a while. So the different classes all do different things, like some students were in a beauty pageant, One of the other classes did a play, which, you know, they only show you in one scene, but it's an original play that's some kind of baffling amalgamation of Romeo and Juliet, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars, and it was hilarious. And uh, the students in Midoriya's class decided to do an epic song and dance number using their powers for the acrobatic feats and lasers and pyrotechnics and such. 
and uh, the build-up to the festival takes a few episodes and uh, a little subplot with a minor villain who goes away pretty quickly <sighs> I could do a whole nother episode on Gentle Criminal later but anyway I, I felt like it was all sort of fluff with a little bit of character building like you get to see the students hanging out and practicing the dances it's fun to see them doing something that they're bad at and like they're learning to play the instruments and stuff and you get to learn a little more about what they're into like you know one guy is really into baking because his sugar rush quirk relies on him consuming insane amounts of sugar for energy and uh, then one girl uh, Kyoka Jiro is a musician because her quirk is that she has these headphone jacks attached to her body and she can use them to hear things that others can't, or she can use them as whip-like weapons to wrap up opponents and stun them with sound waves. Uh, it's pretty dope. And uh, we also learned that during this time that she was a musician because her parents were musicians. And uh, there's a really touching bit, like in the middle of the performance, where the music fades down and she has a flashback. By the way, all these students have their own individual backstories that make each one of them all the more compelling as the story goes on, which is really cool and gets me even more invested the more I learn. Uh, and anyway, so it, it cuts to this scene of her telling her parents that she wants to pursue a career as a hero instead of being a musician like them. And like, she's really upset about it, like crying whole tears, like dropping on the table in front of her as she puts her head down because she can't bear to look at her parents for fear of them being disappointed. And I'll just read the dialogue here because it's so perfectly worded. <clears throat> she says, Dad, Mom, I want to be a hero. I'm not going to become a musician. I'm sorry. And her dad just sort of lovingly reaches across the table and tussles her hair a little bit and goes, Hey, is that something to cry about? Come on. And she goes, But I couldn't decide. Fighting for other people seemed so cool. I always admired it, but I didn't want the music you taught me to go to waste, and I love music too, so I couldn't tell you. And after a short pause, her father just calmly responds, Kyoka, you can do what you want. Your mom and I became musicians because that's what we love. At first it always starts out something as trivial as thinking, oh, it's cool, or I did it. And then her mom chimes in, Think about what you'll be able to do after a long time. What can you do for others with your own sound? In that sense, being a musician and being a hero are the same, huh? And that is really so true. Music is like a superpower. It can get into your head and make you feel emotions just by the vibration it gives off. It doesn't even need the words. I mean, how many times have you heard people say music saved their life? It's true. Musicians can be heroes too. Because as this little girl who's airy, who suffered through so much and never thought she'd be able to feel joy again, saw this performance and she just lit up like the 4th of July. I mean, just beaming with those big, adorable, glossy anime eyes. And you can see that in this moment, she no longer has a care in the world because of music. She was finally free from the darkness that loomed over her. And I have felt that personally so many times. Like a great concert or even just listening to a great song by yourself can be so therapeutic. I have personally watched the music video for this song about half a dozen times since I watched the episode and I get emotional every time. And the lyrics, while they're so 
they're so upbeat that they border on being corny, but it really spoke to me and to the nature of what being a hero really means. And um, I'll put it in here at the end just to play us out here in a minute. And uh, I highly suggest you actually just watch the official video on uh, YouTube. But I just want to read the lyrics, but from the outro of the song before we uh, before we close the show. <laughs> I have met so many heroes in my life. Gave me strength and courage to survive. Gave me the power to smile every day. Now it's my turn to be the one to make you smile. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope I made you smile. Until next time, remember, mind your mind. Oh, and uh, go beyond plus ultra. Why not? I'm not going to yell it before all you little weebs starting to end up getting mad at me. Go, go, just, just go. Go beyond plus ultra, but also just go. Oh, and mind your mind. Because when you mind your mind, well, then your mind won't mind. So mind your mind. And go beyond plus ultra.